Good evening and welcome to Momentous Live. Finally, episode 78. I'm Tristan Jutra. I'm Tasia Custodi. I'm Will Silver. I'm Jerome Matthew. Live and direct from Beijing. Jerome, it's great to have you back. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. In over a year. joining us from the future. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, What's it like tomorrow? <laughs> it's bright and sunny. It's sunny here. <laughs> Fantastic. At least uh, outside of where I am, more or less. <laughs> well, it, it seems like we're kind of, I'm not sure if we're stuck in the future or the past, but we're like 11, 10 minutes, either in the past or the future, because we started a little bit late. And that's my fault, because we thought we'd leave it for one of the most important tech days of the year to try kind of a new system behind the scenes here at Momentous Live. And we'll see if it backfires in hilarious fashion or not. But let's uh, let's jump right in. And the reason why it's one of the most important tech days of the year is because it's the September Apple event where they unveil new iPhones and sometimes other products as well. But first, as always, a little bit of follow-up. And a few months ago, we talked about Snap, which is the parent company of Snapchat, the social messaging and social sharing service, which has provided inspiration for a lot of what Facebook and Instagram have been doing for the last few years. Well, they have done a few gadgets in the last few years, including two generations of Snap Spectacles. But a few months ago, they had launched Snap Pixie Drone, which was an adorable, affordable little drone that you could capture footage or photos and have them upload directly to your Snapchat account. And it was uh, getting a lot of attention, a lot of excitement. It's cute and yellow. And now it's dead. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't get it. So, and this is a function of, you know, uncertainty in the economy. Snap is getting pummeled on all sides, TikTok on one side, and then, you know, Facebook uh, and Instagram, courtesy of their parent company, Meta, on the other. And they're looking at battening down the hatches for an uncertain economic future. You know, we still have the R word maybe coming recessions as governments are trying their darndest to tamp down inflation by cranking interest rates. So we're not going to get too much into macroeconomics here on Momentous Live because that's way above (laughs) our pay grade. But the bottom line is some companies are tightening up a little bit. Tasia, you don't miss it. Anyone else a little sad for something like this? I think it's, you know, it's nice to see new things. And when they go away after, you know, it's like you're killing your darling so early. Will, how about you? Nope. Don't care. <laughs> wow. That's a no from me, dog. Hold his ice. Nope. <laughs> well, Jerome, nope. you're in the land of fast following there. We see all sorts of interesting and fascinating things coming out of China where you know, a product gets released in the, in, in the West. And sometimes things that look oddly similar and sometimes produced on the assembly lines right next door come out pretty quickly afterwards have you seen any devices like the snap pixie drone come you know in your neck of the woods in the last few months i haven't seen but i have no doubt that that there are some similar devices uh um because anything that's you know marketable here will get copied and made uh very cheaply and quickly um thanks to good old shenzhen's open hardware market right so very quick very cheap so it's no doubt going to come out here and then someone's going to run with it but you know it 
it's hard for a sort of software app company to get into hardware and, and make it work when there's an unstable economy. It's, a, it's expensive. It's uh, risky. So it, it's not surprising that this is disappearing, you know, but, but in China, it's not that expensive or risky. So, you know, a small niche is a big market. So I'm sure that you're going to see these flying everywhere because this kind of thing is big time. I mean, people are live streaming and, and like, posting selfies like there's no tomorrow over here like on million scale so you're gonna see these things like copied and released here for sure and like you know whatever this had that the current knockoff might not it'll be like coming out soon <laughs> somewhere and you can buy it on alibaba or something you know if you want mm -hmm. one <laughs> That's the neat thing about drones over the last few years as the prices have come down and they become much more accessible as you see the production values in just a lot of regular YouTubers videos is going going through the roof. I remember working at a video production company 10 years ago and our founder always being so excited about someday we'll have we'll get the excuse to do a helicopter shoot. It's like, yeah. you don't even need to bother with that anymore because the drones are getting so good and the cameras associated with them. So... Yeah, so we'll pour one out for the Snap uh, Pixie drone. Hardware is hard. We'll see if they keep making the spectacles, if there'll be a Gen 3 of the spectacles uh, or, or not. But that's it for our follow-up. Nice and, <laughs> nice and quick this week. Let's jump right into today's Apple event. Uh, we had three general product categories that were covered. There was the AirPods in the form of uh, updated AirPods Pro. There was the Apple Watch and three new models there and the iPhone. And there was four variations of the iPhone. So we were going to dig into each of those. At least we started late. So that way, you know, we'll run late too. Yeah. But, but, I, was, but I learned we have very few, other, if any, other stories aside from our picks and our, and our projects. So we're not trying to cram too much in. But we'll, I'm sure we'll find a way to drag this out. No sleep for you, Tasia. Sorry, you're you're going to be stuck in the upside down with us, Look, as per your T-shirt. Tasia, <laughs> yes. Tasia, Jerome, we're just going to conspire right now and just give the no from me dog or the yes from me dog. Just just one word answers <laughs> to all no the questions. Is a it's one true. Word no is a complete Come sentence. On. Makes Our for fascinating conversation. <laughs> all right, so let's start here with the. Uh, AirPods uh, Pro second generation, same price as the previous generation, two forty nine US. They've got the uh, Apple's uh, custom silicon H two chip in there. It's hard to believe it's been three years we've been rocking the regular AirPods Pro. I've really in enjoyed mine, you know, featuring the uh, noise canceling uh, headphones. They claim in this generation there'll be two times more active noise cancellation. So. One of the things I've enjoyed the noise cancellation on is in my, uh, on my motorcycle. And then if you're listening to other stuff, you don't have the... Whenever you're using noise can, active noise cancellation, it lets you not have to crank the volume so much on your headphones when, um, you, uh, when there are other external uh, noise. Uh, Apple Watch charger compatible. There's a speaker in the case, which is nice if you're trying to use Find My to... Uh, find your AirPods case. And it's happened to me like the AirPods themselves will emit a sound when you're using the Find My app. And you, but uh, when they're inside the case, it's kind, they're kind of muffled, hard to hear. So in this case, the speaker has a case. The uh, six hours of listening time, up to up to 30 hours uh, total 
uh, listening time. I'm not sure what the difference between those. What maybe? Oh, just like passive. Oh, I knew uh, 30 hours when you include the uh, recharge time from the cases. So six hours listening time from the uh, you know, on a charge for the AirPods Pro Two themselves. But the case gives you up to. 30 hours once you've recharged them a few times. Personalized spatial audio, which is just, uh, you know, more uh, sort of next generation spatial audio that uh, Apple's been pushing. Um, touch controls. So one of the uh, four um, volumes. So one of the things with the AirPods Pro is that you could not control the volume. You could you could squeeze to uh, advance to pre- next track or previous track or engage Siri, however you want to customize the, the button use. But now you can actually slide to affect volume. They're including an extra small ear tip. And uh, for those who have really uh, tight ear canals, of course, you can uh, oh, you emoji engraving on your case. And 48 kilohertz audio for SharePlay, uh, upping the quality there a little bit. Um, and also a, a, another neat feature for the AirPods Pro 2 case is they've got a loop uh, for lanyards. So you can throw that onto your, uh, you know, you clip that onto a carabiner or, you know, keychain or whatever the case is or you know, belt loop. And it's just one more way to hang on to those AirPods cases because they can go uh, missing quite Easily, so Jerome, as our uh, official momentous uh, audio correspondent, um, anything uh, you don't currently have AirPods now, but is there anything no. you see in this current generation that might uh, it, it tempt you to move to the AirPods? At least f- not for your professional uh, work as an audio producer and engineer and musician, but perhaps more uh, casual use. Yeah, I've been on the fence with these because, uh, I mean, I. As an audio guy, I tend to favor audio companies for headphones and and this kind of technology because they're experts like Sennheiser and this kind of thing, uh, Audio-Technica, whatever. And they do make a fair amount of consumer products like this. But um, my concern has been, you know, number one is connection to Bluetooth devices. And with the Apple, you probably don't have to worry about that, you know, and that's pretty key because the most annoying thing and any Bluetooth device like this I've used, I've found is that when it disconnects or it connects to the wrong thing or whatever. So that's a little bit annoying, but also um, the fit, you know, that for me, I've, I've realized after many years of using uh, earbud type headphones, which I like, they, I'm, I'm, I'm a, what you call an incompatible earbud person. You know? <laughs> they, just don't, they, just, they don't fit mm-hmm. and they just don't stay in the ear. So the last mine pair. don't either ever. <laughs> I'm always so adjusting them. Did you know you were yeah. earbud incompatible? Well, now I feel unit. so seen. <laughs> this makes me feel so much better. I'm you constantly are, adjusting uh, these. Welcome to the. <laughs> you are it's not a fortunate situation, but I've realized by finding a number of us who've banded together that we have an issue that we can now speak about that is a is a concern and i have um purchased a pair non-bluetooth of earbud headphones that have four tips and two different types rubber Mm -hmm. and foam and no it it did not help the problem unfortunately so but the fact that it has the other tips is is attractive enough for me to maybe make the jump because at least there's a better chance of them fitting um you know, more, more, uh, you know, comfortably or longer in the ear. So that's wonderful. 
the 48 kilohertz, even though I wouldn't use them for pro use, is attractive because even when I'm just doing stuff listening on the plane, maybe I do need to check some work and if it can play back like high resolution, because I do everything pretty much at 48 kilohertz in my work, then it's nice, right? So a lot mm -hmm. of these little features are attractive. The being able to attach it, the case to something is is a is a small but attractive thing as well because they can get lost. And if it does get lost, at least you have a now a better way to find it. So that's very cool, I think. Um the battery life is also pretty big. Um is is a big Plus, right? Because uh, you could be on a plane listening to using these two for quite a while. And then this is key for me is I have no, interestingly, as a sound guy, no noise, noise canceling uh, headphones at all. And when you're on a plane, which I, I do a fair bit of traveling, this is when you really need the noise canceling because, you know, you can not hear much on a plane <laughs> without noise canceling. So uh, it's you're just cranking the volume. So it's it's very attractive to have decent noise cancelling function that and as well as these other things so and and at the same price point it's uh it's pretty attractive i would say now the the pro airpods so and it's looking good and and other brands they they have failed in a number of these areas that i have tested or or read about um you know the like for example the, the brand i was talking about that had the exchangeable tips by the way was a chinese brand called one more that was very promising they were very high quality excellent quality um really well built uh like pro level professional audio quality however they failed in the sense of long-term durability um and you've had some airpod pros for a while tristan i i'd love mm -hmm. to hear about for you the durability aspect because that's something that you know isn't something it's talked about so much but you can only tell from years of use right yeah but the one more has failed they ultimately died in less than two years unfortunately i have two headphones and both either wore out for faster than they should have or died completely so that's a fail on that brand that was very promising to me so you know and and the the skull candy um cheapos that i've tried no, the sound quality of the mic is just not acceptable to me in terms of like uh, even just general calls and uh, the, the headphone quality, uh, the speakers, not not great. The connection is a big issue with mm -hmm. those kind of lower end brands. Um, they disconnect or connect to the wrong device too, too easily. And so this kind of thing has been bugging me. So <laughs> I'm liking these these new pros, you know, that right. looks, it looks like... A, a, a very worthwhile upgrade and impressive, you know. What's the concern about latency on on some of these? Like that's another good one. Yeah. yeah. The, the the Skull Candy and some of these cheaper brands have uh, way too much latency to watch a film, for example, especially with somebody <laughs> online, you know, or something. And yeah, it's just uh, well, you have to check that spec, you know, and see how is it. Even when you're doing things like video editing or audio editing, if yeah. the latency from like when you hit start and stop on the timeline, and if you're you know, depending on the brand of uh, and the quality of your phones that you're using, sometimes it's just like that extra delay that really can slow down your your workflow. Uh, Tasha, now you are current uh, AirPods Pro user. You're wearing them right now. Um, yeah. Anything you know. 250 bucks US is no small change. Do you, are you seeing anything in these new ones that would uh, would would tempt you to upgrade? 
No, period. (laughs) 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 No, I'm not though, because I have the exact issue Mm -hmm. that we were just talking about, which like I can barely even talk on a live stream without these things falling out of my ears. So (laughs) this is literally what I use them for. Are you you using the largest tips or the smallest tips on that one? I have tried all the tips. Uh And so right now I think I have the smallest ones in there and I just keep trying to... Maybe you I need know. the new ones with the smaller, smaller ones. I know, but it's like, you don't want the whole device. Like, sell me the little tip. <laughs> I got there. It took me a second, but I got Edit there. Edit that out, Jerome. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, as as it, in the, it's in the show. It's in the show. As soon as it left my lips. <laughs> it's a good point though there must be third-party options either coming or available like for yeah this thing for something like these these pros yeah i mean it's just not enough of an upgrade that Mm. i would spend that money again like there's not enough of like a feature difference or you know even hardware or software Mm -hmm. feature difference Mm -hmm. that i would say oh okay I will now replace these yeah. expensive AirPod Pros that I have that I use really for live streaming um, and not much else because they fall out of my ears. So it's just, yeah, unfortunately, not enough for me, Apple. Yeah, same. And I think it's one of those things like if you either lose them or damage them or you know the batteries are just like not, not doing the job anymore, then at some point... It's you know, maybe t- time to make the upgrade, but uh, yeah. there's some people like I use my AirPods pretty heavily. Actually, I've got three sets. Whoa. I've got the original, <laughs> the original uh, AirPods. I've got the AirPods Two. I don't have the AirPods Three, and I actually got. I so I've got the AirPods Pro. Also have the AirPods Max because we're bad with money. Anyhow, um, I have a legit <laughs> question for you. Yes, <laughs> have you ever? And I mean this with respect. Donated or gotten rid of old tech? Like when you upgrade your devices, Mm -hmm. do you like give stuff to family or do you keep everything in like the tech hall of fame? Because like I have a really old, like old, old, like iPhone 3 and I will never get, it's just sitting in a drawer and I don't know what to do with it, but like it's just a moment in time, you know? But like other devices of mine, if I upgrade like a Mac or something, I will either give it to a family member, the old one, or trade in to be able to better afford the yeah. new one. Do you ever get rid of anything? Uh, <laughs> I've seen Tristan's museum. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. The, to what, the thing is, is what, what we usually do is use stuff so long, like ride it into the ground so that by the time we're done with it, it's not of much use to people anymore. <laughs> that That is kind of the thing. So then stuff t- tends to end up in the museum. There's one, we, there may be a current old iPad that might go to a, a, a young uh, nephew if his mom wants that. Again, it's always, you're always worried about uh, youngsters and screen time and whatnot. And I'm not sure if um, his mom is ready to open that door yet. But uh, yeah. generally speaking, stuff ends up in the <laughs> in the museum, which is funny because <laughs> Apple even said today something about, you know, don't leave stuff in the drawer, bring it in to get it and we'll recycle it for you. It's like, yeah, you're probably out of my cold dead hands. $20. Sometimes when it's old enough, they don't even give you anything for it. It's just like you just get to feel good about yourself. So, I mean, they can recycle it all when I die. 
about that. Yeah. There you go. Somebody's going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so, uh, not that you asked me, Tasha, but you guys know my stance on old mixers. Um, I have one that has both channels blown out, and uh, you will not pry that from my cold, dead hands. My wife says if I predecease her, she's just going to put it on, <laughs> all on the curb. <laughs> I, I stand by what she says, okay? Yeah. It's insane. As a side note for anybody just tuning in or new time viewers and listeners, Will has a problem. <laughs> okay? It's a problem. 27 yeah. mixers is not a problem, okay? God forbid <laughs> you ever move or move your house. So... We have a little problem and it's called going overtime. So let's get to product category number two, which is the uh, Apple Watch series. So Apple introduced three models of Apple Watch today. There was the Apple Watch, uh, updated Apple Watch SE, and there was the uh, uh, Apple Watch Series 8, and, and then a little something called the Apple Watch Ultra. So we'll start with the Series 8. Eight, oh, sorry, not the Series Eight with the Apple Watch SE. And see, I'm I've confused myself Here's already. A... I it's out of me. my job. I closed the wrong tab. <laughs> see, I knew this would happen, folks. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this one more time here. Where's the right. unclose button? <laughs> yeah, yeah, over here. Right here. <laughs> oh, Chrome doesn't have that. Hang on a second. Oh boy. Okay, please stand by. You're dealing with Chrome. It's a different. Yeah, it's like in Safari when you close a tab and then by accident you just hit Command Z and it'll reopen it for you. So now I got to go to my history. Nice. There we go. Okay, one more time. We're doing it live. <clears throat> Not going to close that. All right. So uh, Apple Watch SE, and that so the S the original SE was the uh, supposed entry level uh, version of the Apple Watch. But it was more expensive than the Apple Watch 3, which Apple continued to sell for $199 US. And the uh, Apple Watch SE, which was a bit more capable, and I believed it was based on the Series 4, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was selling for, uh, I think, $279 US. And the GPS model was uh, probably $50 more than that, so $329. So with this new Apple Watch SE, it will be going for just $249. So a rare Apple price drop. And I think part of this is because they've gotten rid of the Apple Watch 3 as the super duper cheap entry level one for $199. So now the entry level is actually coming up by $50, even though it's a $30 price drop for the uh, this SE level. So uh, it'll be coming this, this is the two standard uh, 40 millimeter and uh, 44 millimeter sizes, and uh, like the um, other standard uh, Apple Watches. It will there's a 279 for the GPS version and 329 for the cellular version. And those, of course, are American prices. Comes in midnight and silver and starlight. And it's just, it's just pretty basic. It's got, uh, you know, all the standard uh, watch features that we've, you know, come to love so far. I, I don't believe it has the EKG. I don't think it's got the blood oximeter either. But it does have, since it's based on the new um, uh, S8 uh, system on a chip, it does have a new feature called crash detection, which Apple uh, touted with the um, uh, when then when talking about the other Apple watches as well. So this is a feature whereby 
um, similar to their fall detection on, on more their more recent Apple Watch models, where it, if you fall, it, it thinks you've fallen based on the is uh, what's reading from the gyroscope, and it'll tap your, you say, hey, it looks like you've had a fall. You know, if you don't do any, if you don't, you know, click this button within a, you know 10, 15 seconds. Otherwise, we're going to call nine one one for you. Similar with this uh, crash detection. They've done. They did all sorts of testing, and we were wondering uh, aloud how many cars Apple went through uh, with the um, phones and uh, it mounted uh, in there. Uh, so this is something for the, the available on the phones and watches, where um, you know if you don't do anything, it'll uh, it, it asks you to respond. It will again call emergency services uh, on your behalf, which is kind of kind of cool. So you know the this combined with some of the stuff that we'll talk about with the Apple Watch Ultra is that basically Apple telling everyone that you know you're going to die unless you buy more mm-hmm. Apple products. So, <laughs> no, it's cool. It's actually pretty, pretty cool. It's getting like where the tech is, is starting to have uh, a very high tech and advanced purpose and function that is appealing to a certain market, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just you know keep continuing to you know add stuff on the low end, stuff on the on the high end, and uh, and so on. So moving on to the Apple Watch Series Eight. One of the key, a couple of the key new features there. So it's got, you know, they can do everything um, that the Series 7 did. But two of the um, main new uh, features are the, or sorry, one of the main new features is the temperature sensor. And, you know, that all is, adds to your health data. But one of the things that having sensitive temperature sensors can do is help with uh, fertility tracking, cycle tracking uh, for women looking to try and get pregnant or try to avoid getting pregnant. And, um, you know, because, you know, the temperature changes throughout the month. I'm not going to mansplain that too much. If, you know, if anyone else here <laughs> d- d- wants to get into that, they're more than welcome to. Squirm. Tell me how my body works. <laughs> but um, so that is like one of the, uh, the, the, the key new features on the Apple Watch Series 8, which goes for $399 for the regular uh, just, just GPS model and $499 for GPS and cellular. So, you know, is it... Pretty incremental up, update uh, for the uh, that level of the Apple Watch. So now if you get into the next level, which is the and people were wondering what they were going to actually call it. Were they going to were they going to call it the Pro? Well, they went with Apple Watch Ultra, which is Ultra. Uh, not yeah exactly, which is not <laughs> a a term that Apple uses. Uh, I don't know if they've ever used it in, in, in recent history. But it's uh, going to be starting at seven ninety nine. It's got a much brighter display, a larger display. It's a forty nine millimeters, so larger, uh, larger than the forty four millimeter, which is the larger of the two current uh, models for the um, SE and the Apple Watch Series Eight. But it's really geared for exploration, adventure, and endurance. So um, it's a bit of a redesign. I think it's it's not super duper attractive, but yeah, the, the some of the I, th- I think it's been designed. It's going after the Garmin market um, a little bit, mm. and some of the uh, affordances in the design there I think are for durability. And what they've done uh, on one side is they've where the digital crown and one of the sl- the other selection button are as uh, they've kind of made of a bit of a um, a ridge all around them, uh, but it makes the buttons so. So you're less likely to accidentally trip them, but it's they're still uh, accessible using a glove. And that is for if you're doing stuff like um, alpine sports, scuba diving and the like. And on the other side, they've added an action button, which is um, programmable to uh, for different functions, uh, such as a, a, a lap meter um, 
or sorry, uh, you can use that as a lab button for your st- your stopwatch, or you can program it to change activities. Say if you're doing a triathlon, you can hit that button to switch from um, uh, you know running to swimming to cycling and, and the like. But you know it's pretty beefy, brighter screen, nice and big, and um, you know some new strap options, new uh, face op- Apple Watch face options, tons of complications, kind of. Uh, it gives me hives a little bit looking at all the information on on, on that uh, watch face there. So, uh, sixty hours uh, battery life on the low power settings. You know, generally speaking, uh, most Apple watches you need to charge them every every night or two. And if you're used to doing that with your uh, with your phone, it's no big whoop as far as I'm concerned. But Garmin's can go for like you know a week, a week and a half. Some of the Garmin models. There's also a night mode, which is a, a nice black and red. So you're not blowing out your um, eyesight when uh, trying to access uh, some stuff on your watch at night. And again, all the other features that are common to the other Apple Watch models. Um, and you know, fancy new bands to choose from uh, for your extreme activities. So um, I'm, let's go to uh, Tasia on this as a, I think you're the only other Apple Watch wearer here. Um, Aside from me, um, what do you think? What do you think of these three offerings? You got the SE, we've got the Series Eight, and the Apple Watch Ultra. If you if this you were going to upgrade, whole thing, which, yeah, yeah, this this whole announcement from Apple today was my favorite by far, mm-hmm. like hands down. Um, for me, it's the Series Eight that's kind of the game changer. I know, like the Ultra. <laughs> is the new kid on the block and everybody was speculating, is it going to be called the pro, all this kind of stuff. And I feel like that's more of a play to people that care and have disposable income and like care about the latest greatest and just have to have the thing and maybe speckled in there a few like (laughs) ultra marathoners or actual endurance athletes, you know, like that would spend literally double the price of what the eight is. So it's not cheap for a watch that you're then expected to just recycle every couple of years and get the next new one. <laughs> so, um, but for me, the series eight is a huge game changer. So I have a series six and when the series seven came out, I was like, eh, yeah, you year know, over year. not enough of it's, a difference. Exactly. Yeah. Year over year. It's so minimal. Like I love, I love my Apple watch. I was really hesitant to get any type of smartwatch. I love this thing. The Series 8 has me going like, oh, too bad this is still working so well. (laughs) I want an excuse. That that problem. (laughs) Yeah, just start start being careless and smashing your wrist into countertops and stuff. Can can I give a little bit of analogy? My father is a a huge photographer and, you know, has done um, uh, like shows and all this kind of stuff. And he used to say when he was traveling that he would almost hope that he would lose his camera because then he could buy a new one. This is what I'm saying. That's exactly what I was like, you know, too bad. I don't have an excuse because I kind of really want the eight. I'm not Mm going to do it because I am pretty good about budgeting and not having FOMO and updating to the latest tech, but I'm just telling you, I really, really want it. So one of the biggest things for me, like they can say all this stuff about like hardware specs and the nits and the screen yeah. and all this junk. But for me, it's really like the other capabilities. So when they added like the crash detection, it's just such good peace of mind. Like mm-hmm. I know that kind of stuff sounds crazy, but like you guys know me and like I watch, I'm a big like 
murderino person and like i watch a lot of true crime and it's like murder detection (laughs) (laughs) like anything that is like a safety feature which obviously they go in all in on health when it comes Mm -hmm. to apple watch even though mostly it's just like notification notification instagram (laughs) but they go you know their whole marketing is health but like this is just another iteration of something that i think is so helpful think like you're a parent of a teen that's just started driving. I grew up in the country. It's all windy back roads. Like this would have just been such an extra peace of mind. Um, but even on top of that, the fertility tracking is major. It's such a good step. So like I was telling some of the guys today when we were watching the event, like I use the cycle tracking um, with mine right now. And it's awesome. It's helped me be like, so much more intuitive with what's going on. Like, it'll give me a warning. Like, we we expect your period to start in five days. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Like, you know, and it's just because I lose track of time and I couldn't tell you if something was last week or two months ago. (laughs) So it's really good because then it connects to you, like your health app on the iPhone. You can track a lot of stuff when it it comes to your cycle and period and like different symptoms, flow levels, if anything unusual is happening. It's just a really nice background to have or if something comes up and you go to the doctor, like when I got COVID, it messed with my period. And so it's wild to see, like, I knew it did that, but then now I have like proof mm-hmm. with the cycle tracking that, wow, look at all the other ridiculous symptoms I had when I had COVID. And then for like a month or two after COVID. Um, so that kind of stuff is really cool. So this seems like the next kind of iteration after that, which like traditionally what a lot of women will do is they will take their oral temperature, say like right when they get up in the morning before they even get out of bed or under the covers, they'll like go to their nightstand and they'll take their temperature because it fluctuates throughout the month and it can often be an indicator. It's This is not foolproof science, by the way. So don't try not to get pregnant this way. <laughs> but I'm just saying- Half of us have been doing good- that for decades. <laughs> Right? (laughs) But it's just a good way to give you an indication of which part of your cycle your body is in and if you're ovulating or not, which if people want to get pregnant, that can Mm -hmm. help them and say, you have a better chance these certain days Um, or, you know, hey, extra precaution on these certain days because this Mm -hmm. is your highest risk. Um, So it's really, really cool. I think that now we can have all these technologies way more seamlessly in one device. Like I could go on forever about it. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I kind of want to upgrade, but I won't. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. And like I said to the guys when we were watching it, like this is why we need more women like in power and running things because... Well, 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 let's not get carried away. Like, but also here's the other thing with doing this is like, I've used a lot of these other features too. And um, like when I was at the airport one time, I got a notification on my watch that told me like, like your heart rate is actually a lot faster than it usually is when mm. you're like at a resting heart rate. Like, you know, this is, you know, and then they have all their disclaimers, but I was like, Oh shoot, that's weird. So then I used my EKG to like remeasure it myself. And I was like, Oh my God, it is elevated. So then I like made sure to like sit down, have some water do some breathing and like make sure it came down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like make sure it came back down to like my normal rested rate. Cause like I was feeling like flushed. I mean, I had been like, you know, like it was like a big airport situation. So like, I think it was like picking up my stress and it was true. My heart rate was elevated. And then once I got, 
you know, situated, everything's fine. It came back down, but it was huge for me to be like, Hey, this is like a really good feature because if something would have happened, I could have easily just gotten help and prevented like a huge issue. So, um, I know like that's not the new feature, but this is just your next thing because I was feeling very flushed and heated, but I had no way to tell me like, what is my temperature? Like, you know, what's going on right now? And then you look at things like, you know, COVID or other sicknesses too, like you get the cold or flu, like often people run fevers. So like, I just think this whole thing is just so helpful for like an overall comprehensive, like health portfolio, whether you ovulate or not. You know what I mean? Uh, very quickly, you notice I, may, I paused the video here because one of the things that uh, we weren't really going to get into when they just... It, it, granted, it was granted a passing mention in today's presentation was some new Hermes bands. And the second of which yeah. is some sort of combo leather and link. And it looks pretty wild. Not the kind it of looks expensive. Yeah, is what it looks like. You can, you can count on that. But then they've got a new Hermes watch face too with a horse. Uh, apparently that, <laughs> that's a, a thing that uh, I'm not. Classic really Hermes. Yes. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, for this, adding to what you were, um, have been talking about there, uh, Teja, with the temperature sensing and all this implications for fertility tracking and cycle tracking, is year like slowly but surely, year after year, Apple, you know, every year or two is adding, you know, a new sensor to really double down on the whole health aspect of the phone when the of the um, Apple Watch series because when the Apple Watch came out in 2015. There was some dreams that it was going to be, it was going to replace the iPhone eventually. You know, Apple's trying to disrupt themselves. It's a computer on your wrist. And, you know, it literally is a computer on your wrist. But it was, yeah. it kind of was looking for a purpose. And as time, you know, went on, it, it, it eventually started to find that purpose. And it was really clustered around health and fitness, uh, you know, sorry, health and fitness, you know, those two main things. And there's other stuff that you can do. It's handy for notifications and you can control some uh, audio features and stuff like that. Walkie talkie features nice with your other Apple Watch friends. But so they're just, you know, they, the temperature sensor, the EKG, the blood ox oximeter, you know, heart rate, like all these things. Someday, if they can figure out how to do it, blood pressure would be a game changer. People, they're yeah. trying to figure out how to do blood glucose monitoring, which currently still requires pricking yes. the skin and taking a blood sample. Maybe we'll get Theranos on the case. I was Elizabeth just about Holmes, to say, Elizabeth yeah. Holmes is... <laughs> If only that money was used for good, right? Yeah. Like they but, could have but, done it. Yeah. But, but slowly but, but surely they've been working becoming, on that. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, there's, it's there's ways, they just find, trying to find other ways to do it. And a lot of it has to do with bandwidth, uh, sorry, wavelengths of light being emitted and uh, and then you know, through into your wrist and then reflected back in. And what can they learn from that? So it's just, it's neat to see, you know, this all developing. We're seven years in now. And, you know, you talk about the longevity. My, I, my first Apple Watch I had for, uh, it's only just died. It was a 2015 uh, Apple Watch Series Zero, as uh, they come to refer to the originals. Um, the Series One was kind of like a rebranded Series Zero with a slight tweak in the following year. But uh, you know, the, the battery finally uh, sort of expanded. You know, they swell, and unfortunately, I didn't get to it in time before it affected some of the other stuff. And moisture, moisture got inside. I think sweat probably and salt water is bad for electronics. But uh, I had already, I had only been using that watch for. Um, for like hockey and stuff. So uh, I, I'd gotten a series six, I guess, a couple of years ago and had been using that as a daily driver and then just uh, using the series zero for other activities, you know, because it was already old and by, you know, by that point, but they, you know, they can last a, a good while, but uh, that series zero did suffer from, you know, 
real lagginess being the first generation one and they've advanced so much uh, over time now will you are a fitbit wearer anything you see in the uh any of these uh, three apple watch models that we've talked about real quick um that uh, you speak to and make you want to maybe think about joining yeah the i i think this is the first time i've been interested um which you know, of the I, three really speak I, to you? you know it's it's always like that's the origin of the the Duesenberg, the car. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's the ultra that gets you in. Um, but I'm not a marathoner. So if I really dial it back, mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to get the, the Series 8 or something like that. Now, maybe not anytime soon, but I'm definitely thinking more about it. I have my Fitbit and it's mostly time mm-hmm. and steps. And But as we've been, I've been going along with it, I've been getting more into things like trying to figure out my stress levels, especially recently, and sleep patterns and all this kind of stuff. And I'm really paying a lot of attention to that, especially in the last four or five months. And um, to, you know, try to try to have a positive impact in my life and measuring, you know, maybe when things are a bit too low or too high. Um, so I... I like the idea of having control over that, monitoring that. Now, having said that, I'm not an ultra marathoner. Um, it's kind of like, um, you know, people who sit on the couch and wear Lululemon. I think I would just, <laughs> just have this ultra marathoner watch just to, to go to 7-Eleven, walk to 7-Eleven and back. So uh, I'm not sure I could use that ultra one, but um, I... I you could probably trick it. it into thinking you're more active than you are when you're doing scratch DJing. Oh, there you <laughs> like, go. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I call those scratching steps because it says that I'm walking, but I'm not. So, awesome. You see, there you go. <laughs> and my it's wife activity. is like, those are real steps. And I'm like, I'm exercising. I count those as steps. <laughs> <laughs> the DJ, it counts. Come on. Yeah, yeah I'm working up sweat here. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Jerome? Uh, I, I don't. I don't believe you are a fitness band or uh, or smartwatch wearer yet. Any of these three um, Apple watches speak to you? And if so, which one speaks to you the most? Well, I think for me, it's it's. Um, I'm not the main market, but I do think the Ultra is is a cool addition because um, explorers or adventurers uh, do have these sophisticated watches that are very expensive and very bulky and not so attractive but have their function that is useful so uh i think that makes sense to for apple to look at that market um and they've taken it to a whole nother level of course from what those watches in the market offer for their high price point so uh it, it, it's it kind of makes sense and uh um but for me like it, it's going to be about well when it can it measure when it can measure your blood pressure and replace my iPhone, then I'm in, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what I want to see from the watch. I like, I like the idea and I love that it can, the health benefits are like just so worthwhile alone. And and now they've taken it to another level with this uh, Apple watch and it's, it's, it's starting to become more appealing, but I really need to have those kind of level of functionality to, to dive in. And uh, I, you know, I, I do dream about maybe it's unrealistic, but I do dream about the Apple Watch replacing my iPhone because um, just like when I had the, a Palm OS device, that it fulfilled this dream of replacing uh, organizer uh, um, 
iPod, a phone and an and iPod, you know, and I had three yeah. devices in my pockets and I was like, this, this is ridiculous. You know, I gotta, do, we gotta do something about this. And, and that was like a dream, you know, and I, I have ambitions that the Apple watch will do that eventually. Um, ideally with some kind of projected bigger screen that you could see things, you know, like a phone or an iPad somehow like would, would be a game changer and is totally doable probably in, in the future. So that's for me, that's when I'm, you know, going to jump in. But a lot of these health features and even the sleep function tracking is is very attractive. I mean, the idea that if you're snoring, it can just, you know, with some apps, not wake you up, but but give you enough of a push to move into a different mm-hmm. position is like amazing. You know, this is like what why the Apple Watch is cool. And uh, so this kind of thing, and and now it's getting to another level. So it's it's cool to see the progression. Um, but I'm I mean I'm not going to jump in for those things right now because I'm I'm a high demand you know client customer in that regard. <laughs> oh, oh, hard to hear it here, but there's there's <laughs> in my sleep track because there's a fan going in the background. But my sleep tracking app on my phone and watch. Uh, yeah, it records when you snore, and it's oh, man. Yeah. endless comedy. <laughs> or cough. Yeah. Like if you're if you're sick and you're like, what well, what well, is 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 this like? How much is this disrupting my sleep? You know, you can find out. You can listen. I was coughing, or you can even see it on the graphic. I was coughing at this this many times. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm getting better. I'm uh, I'm sleeping better because I'm not coughing all night or something. So it's good. It's very I wonder, cool. I I mean, I got to admit that 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 night mode looks kind of hot. On the on the Apple Watch, yes. they're the, the red on black. It's like uh, eight hundred bucks US just for that. Seems a little steep. It's like, well, maybe if I got it for hockey, and then I could keep my other watch for you know my daily driver. Because I have to admit, actually, hey. this is hey, hey, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> I'll check my privilege later. Okay. <laughs> so, the uh, one of the nice things about having a, a, an old busted up watch and the and the newer one is that you could do the whole two watch dance when you are um, you know you could charge one up while you know, like sw- swap them and charge the the one that had the overnight tracking capabilities while getting ready for bed and then swap them back and then in the morning um you know do that swap again while you know getting you know showering and, and all that sort of stuff so having a, a second watch i mean it feels it seems a little decadent but it does come in handy real real world especially until battery lives uh, get get better when this battery lives is that even battery, battery life gets better yeah when it's yeah. more than one when watches it battery lives Battery lives matter. Okay, just don't right. don't let me don't let me upgrade to the Series Eight, y'all. No. I need help. No. Okay, I'll absorb. I'll be like a sin eater. I'll absorb your your sins, and I'll go get an Ultra. How about that? We need an okay. company. We need an app company that will let you donate your watch to someone who's very deserving, or your app, your your products that you want to upgrade, and uh, and then you can feel good about upgrading. Yeah. It's called my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Or your kid. If you have a child, if you have a child, it works. It really, you know, it does the job. So, but then there are other people that are deserving and deserve and and can't buy these things. So I'm just, I I have to admit, if we're if we're here confessing our sins, um, my my (laughs) niece a couple years ago, I bought a new phone and she was indicating that she wouldn't mind having mine, and I was like, nope. (laughs) Sorry, bro. In the drawer it goes. <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> well, you're missing out on one of the great purposes and, and enjoyments of life. 
Yeah, he's protecting <laughs> them from screen time. Spreading the technology, he's, spreading yeah. the, the, the wonderful what, uh, Just one last the thing world. before we move on. We've got uh, like literally a minute left and then we'll, and we'll cram the iPhone, all the iPhone models and our picks and our projects <laughs> in the last minute. <laughs> but, We're uh, going to go long. <laughs> one uh, image I wanted to show you here. Let's see. Can I do it? It's in the wrong window. I'm going to move it over. Here we go. You ready? You ready? This is a, a hands-on from The Verge when they went to the hands-on area at the Apple event today when they had someone wearing all three models <laughs> of Apple Watch oh, simultaneously. Cool. You can Perfect. see um, you know, the different sizes. So there's a, a, 44, a 40 mil, a 44 mil, and then the Apple Watch Ultra at 49 mil. So some people Giant. are like, wow, that's, that's a big chalk monster there uh, for the Ultra. But some people, you know, especially if they've got larger wrists or, you know, they're doing those activities that that that's a big ruggedized sort of thing that uh, will do the trick for them. I'm, I'm in the it's middle one myself. Than, I'm in the 44. The competing um, uh, um, watches like, like the that Garmin's category are, are yeah. not. Yeah, they're not. They're not uh, much bigger, I would say, or, or smaller. So mm -hmm. um, I wanted to say that the crash detection function is is very interesting because it, it alludes to a upcoming product that everyone's. <laughs> thinking about you know? maybe so, uh, it's interesting to see that in the, in a product <clears throat> it's like well yeah that's something maybe. you've been working on isn't it <laughs> um so there is one other um kind of idea here and we'll leave it in the show notes for uh, if, if anyone is interested in having um having a read and it's the notion of you know after whatever like i said seven years here um, the, the Apple Watch kind of finally coming in to its own. And um, this article from The Verge saying it's time for the Apple Watch to become Apple's next big thing. I think a lot of time people were got, a, got ahead of themselves a little bit when it came out in 2015, but it's really starting to hit its stride now. And it's you know they've diversified uh, the product line. And um, this, this article sort of kind of talking about where how far they've come in the seven years and what could be ahead you know what would it take for the apple watch to replace uh the iphone and um you know it, its significance in the whole idea of uh per, you know personal computing when apple introduced the apple watch they said it's our most personal computing device ever so uh just an interesting article there with a bit of uh that historical context uh there so let's move on yeah. to the <sighs> dun, dun, dun. The, the main event the yeah, was it? Oh, so. from the iPhone. So here's a little <laughs> meme that they found. Oh. Be upgrading from iPhone 13 to iPhone 14 after Apple's announcement today. And for those just listening, it's a picture of uh, an older gentleman with a uh, button-down shirt, uh, sort of a burgundy uh, striped button-down shirt, and he's got. A, looks like he's received a gift, and it's the exact same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we believe in similar the on the outside, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks the same. But it's inside. It's pretty it. much the same spec-wise, too. So don't fall so, for it. So we'll <laughs> so let's start off with the uh, Apple 14 and 14 Plus. So the uh, they get improved cameras, you know, slightly. Again, this is year over year uh, improvement. Mm. So that's the thing. It's like most people don't don't upgrade one year after another. Now, mm -hmm. one of the interesting things that Apple did is they kept the same processor as last year, the A15 processor. It's slightly improved, but they saved the A16, the, the new fanciness, for the Pro model. So what Apple is doing is, is creating some space between the 
14 and the 14 Pro and really demonstrating extra value for those who want to pay the extra money and get the Pro with all the features that entails. So one of the ways of doing that is by bifurcating the uh, the processors that are going into uh, the Pro and the uh, so the Pro and sorry the iPhone and the iPhone Plus versus the Pro and the Pro Max. So of note, Apple killed the Mini. It only lasted two years. We had a 12 Mini yeah. and a 13 Mini. So pour one out for the iPhone Mini, which is kind of sad. People are speculating that maybe the next iPhone SE will have the Mini form factor. I think that was part of the problem is that the Mini had trouble finding a market because the SE was so popular. It had the old form factor with the home button, and it was uh, even less expensive than uh, the Mini. But for everyone I've heard of, like, you know, talked to or heard on podcasts talking about the Minis, they love them. It was a really nice yeah. size. But, you know, just it kind of was going counter to the trends. So we have the... Uh, so instead, while well, killing the Mini... Apple has introduced the iPhone 14 Plus, which harkens back to the days of the 6 and 6 Plus and the 6S and 6S Plus before they harmonized on a you know uh, single size for a little bit with the, the the 10 and the and then the 10S and 10R were slightly different sizes. They kind of you know then they got to the the Max series um, with the with the Pros, but the the regular iPhones just had the one size for a couple of years. So now instead of little and regular, they've got regular and plus again so people don't have to upgrade to the pro series to get the larger screen size so the regular iphone 14 is 6.1 inches diagonal and the iphone 14 plus is now 6.7 inches diagonal um if they so like i said they've in, in improved the a50 the a what, which yeah the a15 uh processor a little bit it's got like five gpu uh, cores like last year's iphone pro um and six CPU cores, et cetera, et cetera, all, all of those kind of technical details. So there's kind of inheriting some of the guts from last year's Pro. And other than that, you know, it's got, I believe, some of that, uh, that crash detection goodness in there as well. It, the cameras are improved a bit. And, but it is getting Minimally. one, uh, a nut, but it's getting one key feature that people be, <clears throat> have been rumored for, for about a year now. And this is going to be not just reserved for the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Pro Max, but the iPhone, um, regular iPhone and the iPhone 14 Plus are going to get this emergency SOS via satellite feature, mm -hmm. which is it kind of, it's not what, quite what some people were expecting. They thought, oh yeah, we're going to be able to like text and make calls through satellites. Like, no, 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 no. This is like, if you're, you know, back country or something and you're in trouble and you need to get some sort of very simple alert message out to, you know, get help, what you have to do, it has this whole interface where you have to hold your phone up in the air and uh, it'll kind of point you toward the nearest satellite and you have to you know, hold still. Uh, that's, and this is why you don't need like the giant, you know, thick boy uh, antenna that you see on satellite phones. You, you know, the, the price you pay is having to position the phone properly yourself and then it will lock on and then you can send a simple message or choose from like some multiple choice questions and uh, you send your answers out and it will connect you to emergency services uh, back on land nearby and get help. So they showed some uh, you know, dramatic uh, videos of you know, people out in the backcountry in the woods getting themselves in trouble and having their iPhone bail them out. Just like earlier in the presentation, they showed uh, they had stories, uh, people reading stories of how their Apple watches bailed them out. So Apple's really leaning hard into this whole safety aspect for not only the Apple Watch, but also the iPhones as well with this emergency SOS feature. But it's nice that you don't have to get the Pro uh, to get that feature. So, oh, yeah, but just caveat that. So, like, mm -hmm. 
people understand you'll get two years free. Yes. And then we don't know what it's going to cost you should you need to mm. use the emergency SOS satellite feature. So um, that's a little side of our asterisk. That's exactly right. So uh, I actually texted with um, the son, um, Alex, a friend. He's the son of a friend of the show, Jamie Reynolds. And Alex does a, uh, a fair bit of um, off-grid, uh, sort of you know, camping and hiking, uh, backwoods kind of stuff. And he has an emergency uh, pager type device. I'm not sure what brand it is. But he says he currently pays $16.75 Canadian, including tax. And that includes 10 custom messages and unlimited preset messages via text or email along with emergency SOS. So we'll see. That's when Apple, per month? Yes, that's per month. So, so Apple is throwing in, you know, whatever, they're, we'll see what they're going to end up charging eventually. I imagine they'll announce that sometime in the next two years. But you're getting two free years of that kind of value. So that's a few hundred bucks uh, there. And depending on what Apple ends up charging uh, afterwards. Because, you know, it takes a lot to kind of make that all work on the back end. And there's deals that have to be struck with various communications uh, and emergency services providers. So neat idea, but that's a good point, uh, Tasia. Uh, you know, we like to give as much of the story as possible here. And sometimes there's a little bit of a catch. I mean, you can't expect everything for free, right? But it's attractive exactly. uh, function for people in that category who maybe mm-hmm. are on the fence with uh, mm-hmm. upgrading their phone. Yeah, um, with, just with like their the, Apple Watch the Ultra, Ultra Watch, too. Right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> they'll have all the stuff <laughs> and they get to pay yeah. all the money. So and, and where we live, just uh, you know, that's that is a big category of a market because there's so many places to explore, and there's a lot of people that get lost, you know, every year. Mm-hmm. So, so the it's the those iPhone kind 14 of environments where you want this exactly. So the iPhone 14 starting at uh, about eight hundred dollars US, and the 14 Plus from about nine hundred dollars US. They say seven ninety nine and eight ninety nine, but. You know, 800 and 900 bucks. So not too shabby. And it saves you, uh, you know, money, especially if you want to get into the larger screen size. So, uh, and so especially people who have trouble, you know, seeing and they crank their font sizes up. I know some people, family members that do that very thing. So having that bigger screen uh, can help them out too. So that's a quick overview of the uh, the iPhone 14 and 14 Plus. And then we'll just talk about the, ma- uh, I'll, I'll run down the uh, 14 Pro and Pro Max, and then we can, get into a little bit of discussion about um, those uh, those models as well. So w- it turns out some of the leaks and the rumors were, were revealed to be true. And that is the notch is dead. Long live the notch. Long live the, what are they, what are they, what were people calling? Some people were calling them the exclamation <sighs> point. Some people were calling them the capsules. Uh, it's like a whole, it's like a, Two-part hole people, punch. When, yeah, people describe it as like a pill. Oh, yeah, a, a, sort of a pill <laughs> shape. And for those who are watching, you'll see some of what, what they've done with it. And, and this is brilliant user experience design and m- marketing. It's that combination. And it's funny, I was reading um, the comment sections on a number of, uh, of a number of sites where you know, they're covering the, today's news. And there's people, even Android users saying, Wow, you know, I didn't, you know, they've, they, they, Apple has managed to take something that is a, a bit of a detriment, like having that gap in your screen and 
making it into a feature, right? And by cleverly using it for, you know, revealing and you know, having notifications pop in and out of it, having controls pop in and out of it, having a little bit of information appear to the sides, or I'm not sure. I had heard that they may have some stuff appear in between, like the, um, uh, the, the, the camera indicator, for example, or maybe like the, um, the location tracking indicator. I did not see that confirmed today. Uh, so we'll have to follow up on that. But definitely, they've got some stuff that appears on, on, on either side, but they're really trying hard to integrate it in there. Um, so that is one of, one of the key visual differences that set the iPhone Pro and, and Pro Max apart. They're calling it Dynamic Island, which is mm-hmm. where that, uh, those marketing uh, people making their big bucks come in. They get the A16 <laughs> Bionic uh, chip. Of course, uh, huge uh, camera up- upgrade. They're going to uh, 48 megapixel sensors, but they are being pixel binned down to 12, me- so effectively 12 megapixels. So what that happens, so you get four pixels for every, uh, you know, for every one pixel. Um, so they they average them up. But it, the main thing is it's collecting a lot more light. Now, there, Apple does have a uh, Pro Apple Pro Raw where you can access the um, full 48 megapixels, if you wish, with you know gigantic file sizes. Um, mm. They do apply some computational photography to that, but for the pros who who, who want the the pure like unvarnished uh, images from the from the sensor, that's the that's the way to access those full 48 megapixels using that Apple Pro Raw format. And uh, I was trying to remember what some of the other other features are. Oh, sc- oh yeah, the um, Screen brightness, uh, super, the Super Retina XDR display can hit 2,000 nits of brightness, which is great uh, when you're outdoors, especially. One of the key, the key things is using uh, LTPO technology. So for the last year or two, the iPhones have had dynamic refresh rate. Now they're getting, and I think they were getting down to 10 hertz. Now they've got it down to one hertz, which means it's a lot easier on the battery to have uh, always on display. So for your lock screen, they just like they do with the Apple Watch uh, for the last couple of years, you can have an always on display and it won't eat into your battery life too much because it's only updating what's on the screen once per second, as opposed to up to 120 times per second with in 120 hertz mode when you are uh, doing some you know, fa- you know fast action gaming and whatnot on your device. Um, that's like the, the main high level stuff, if I recall correctly, the things that, you know, for most folks, it's like the camera that matters, but, you know, good screen is nice battery life. You know, they, 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 they call it all day battery life. The pro will start at 999 us and the pro max will start at 1099 us, which is actually a relief. Cause a lot of people were predicting that both were going to go up by a hundred dollars. So oh, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of good news there. So that's quick overview of the iPhone, uh, the iPhone 14, iPhone 14 plus iPhone 14 Pro and the iPhone 14 Pro Max. It's hard to keep that all straight. Now, Will, mm-hmm. you. Uh, so, like, I think I am. Uh, I think uh, maybe maybe it's Jerome. Who's got quick show? Just real quickly, who's got what what phone now? I'm still rocking the five year old iPhone 10. What do you have, Will? I have the 13. Oh the no, 13 for you. Pro Max. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got the big boy. Uh, with, with the mixer case, by the of way, course, I don't have course. a problem. No, good. Just, yeah, that's a that's not a problem. I've uh, got the the eleven pro. The eleven pro and Jerome. <laughs> XR for me. Okay, so I am the so so I am the poor boy in town here with the so this is twenty. <laughs> what what was this? Twenty seventeen. The XR came out in twenty eighteen, and. 
the 11 would have come out in 2020 and then and then the 12 you've got oh no sorry the 2019 was the 11 and then will because yeah. you've got the 13 so that was uh 2022 so i think jerome and i it's time for us to upgrade yes. but uh but tasia i mean you were you know three years three years are you, are you yeah. getting tempted by you know by what the at least the, the pro or the pro max have to offer you're gonna join the big boy club like will uh not this year will sorry i'm gonna wait for the 15. It's so okay. his words not mine <laughs> yeah i just i like i like my 11 pro i've had mm -hmm. no issues um i i because of my work i'd probably go into a pro model again mm -hmm. i wouldn't recommend a pro model for most people your yeah. average consumer um there is nothing in any of this lineup of 14s that makes me say upgrade. 2000 Asia. <laughs> yeah. To the point where I've been talking with my friend a lot um, from back home and she's on Android and she is switching to iPhone. Wow. And so she was waiting for today for mm -hmm. my verdict on the Apple event to tell her mm -hmm. like if I think should she get the 13 which is on sale mm -hmm. or should she get the 14 and as soon as the event finished I texted her and said get the 13. Because there just wasn't enough in the 14 for the price difference of like what the 13 is now. Yeah. Her mind is going to be so blown with the 13 and it's such a good phone. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is really, it's like that hilarious meme we showed earlier. Yeah. There's you're, really not enough of a difference for it. Like yeah. I just, I don't, I couldn't recommend it to anybody. Um, and I have some other friends like texting me tonight too about like thought, thoughts and I'm going to tell them the same thing is, if you need to upgrade your phone right now, get a 13. If you don't need to, exactly, exactly. If you don't need to, wait and see what we're going to be offered next year. Wasn't that the thing with the iPhones previously is that it was like every second version. Like you never got, you know what I For mean? For me, it's like every you, fourth or fifth version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like... I thought I was down to money. Wait a second. It was incremental. <laughs> like yeah. it... it that really only every second version was yeah. enough of a jump. Most people don't upgrade every year. So the, yeah. no. So it really depends, like you said, Tej, like on what you're upgrading from. Now, what aren't you like, what is the price difference between the, the an equivalent, you know, 13 and 14 or a 13 Pro and a 14 Pro? Like now, I they, had, isn't it only like a yeah. $100, $200? It's 200 so, bucks. I'm, okay. I'm just looking at and the And it Apple depends site. because... Okay. I know like, well, so like you guys are in BC, my friends in Ontario and mm -hmm. like Bell had had it, like they were running an extra sale. So right. I don't know exactly what her price was, but it was like a deal. Like, like right now, if you look online, it was like cheaper than what it is online, which it's already been a bit discounted. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's usually a couple hundred bucks, but that's a big difference. You know, like yes. when you're spending all this money on a device like this, and especially when you're looking at someone who... Um, is coming from a completely different operating system. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, was ready to make that transition. It's like the 13 is going to blow your mind. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like if mm -hmm. you don't, like if you remove yourself from this FOMO kind of behavior we all get into, yeah. like I am with the watch or whatever, it's like there's really not enough difference there for me to be like, oh, this is worth 200 bucks, like yeah. of enough of a difference for you. The mm -hmm. other thing that I always preach, and you guys know this, is I'm very, very hesitant to ever jump in on like the first iteration of something. 
the one time I went against that was with this 11 pro. Cause this was like the first iteration of like the pros. And I was like, mm-hmm. I gotta have it. It was just like too much. I was also on like a, like an eight. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, things were going a bit slower. How about but, the 14th iteration of something? Right. Once we have like the 75th, but do you know what I mean? So like <laughs> as the examples, I mean, like, I mean this, whether we're talking software or hardware. So things yes. like iOS, you know, like when we take the big leaps to like 15 or 16, I always say, wait till there's a minor update with the yeah, bug like fixes and you get, yeah. exactly. It's the same thing when we're talking about devices. So something like this, you know, with like the emergency SOS, like thing we were talking about is really cool, but there's probably going to be some kinks to work out there. Also yeah. the likelihood of you needing to use it in the next year hopefully is very low. <laughs> okay. Um, and then when you look at the pro version with this new pill, they can call it whatever they want. It's a black oblong on the screen. Um, it's a dynamic and, island, Tasia. Get it straight. It's a dynamic, dynamic island. island. And just so everyone can kind of visualize what how that's different than the traditional notch is because it, they're calling it an island because it sits down from the top of it, whereas, you know, the notch is kind of connected to the top of your mm-hmm. screen. And to be fair, it does I occupy less real estate on the screen now. It occupies yeah. less real estate. Yeah. And I think it's very cool in concept. And I like how it is um, dynamic in terms of we can have our notifications up there. You know, there's haptics you can tap to open and expand notifications. The biggest issue I'm going to see with it already from the preview is when you're watching video. It's going to look a lot different than you're used to right now with the notch. You're kind of used to it. It's off to the side. This has now moved down a little bit and you've got an island or an oblong or whatever you want to call it over top of a portion of your video. So it's going to be interesting to see how video players react to this. And I only say that because like YouTube just made an update if you are on a foldable phone now, as mm-hmm. of today, YouTube has finally updated the interface for proper columns on the foldable phone now, instead of like full screening it and it looked so bad. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see if there's any type of shifts like that in terms of like video players or things like that. So I, I don't know. I just think that's like a new feature too. And if mm-hmm. you don't need the upgrade, you don't need a pro model, I would wait and not jump into it is what I'm trying to say. So the answer to the uh, issue with the notch or the dynamic island obscuring what one might be watching in a video uh, sort of is addressed by the, in part by the aspect ratio of a given video that you are are playing. So, right, if there's a letterbox, it will of course uh, not be a problem. Exactly. So, okay, let me just turn the volume down on this. And this is going to be oh, great ads. I was going to show you something. So the uh, the iPhones are quite tall now. And most uh, even mm-hmm. widescreen shows aren't, aren't large enough to so to, to even get into that area. So if I, you know, I'll, so I'm going to turn this off, and I'll just hold this up to the screen. So I'm just playing a video off of YouTube, which is your standard 16 by nine. Um, so, and this is like, this is an iPhone 10, so it's not even as tall, um, as regulars. And you see the notch isn't even showing because there's, it's pillar boxed and that's not artificial mm-hmm. pillar yeah. boxing. That's just, that's, as, that's as wide as it goes. Now I can zoom in further, but then you're cutting off the, the top and bottom of the image yeah. in that. So for a lot of, for most videos, you know, unless people are zooming in unnecessarily, you're not going to see a notch or you're not going to see the dynamic Island. So or maybe just like use a television like a grown up. 
Exactly. Listen to. <laughs> Don't watch movies and TV shows on your freaking phone. <laughs> out there, like David. <clears throat> Maybe for TikToks, you can do your TikToks on there, and you know what? You deserve a notch at that point, or or, or an oblong, whatever you want to call it. But you get what I'm Just saying, though, saying. Tisha, right? in terms listen of the to yes. listen to Oh David yeah, Lynch, yeah. Lynch's yeah. rant, rant. Oh, David Lynch, yeah, from years ago. Talking about the only watching. reason I say that though yeah. is because yeah. when they show it like in their mock-up video, mm-hmm. it's definitely over top of the video. Yeah, they did a bad job. I guess maybe they, they didn't want to be accused of, probably they want to be accused of hiding it because they've been accused of hiding things oh, in yeah, the past who knows? Like with, their, with their um wallpapers and stuff like that. So who knows? Like, um, yeah. But, so yeah, so back to Will. Uh, yes. You know, you, you're only a year in on your, on your, uh, on your big boy Pro Max. Yeah. Um, anything in the 14 that makes you go, oh man, are you FOMOing at all? You can do anything that makes you wish you had waited or are you, are you good? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no for me, Doug. Keeping no, the I, conversation moving along. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess if I was to, to really, um, the, the only thing slightly and is not enough to upgrade because I know it'll be there next time I buy a phone mm-hmm. is the, um, in the pro again, like Tasia, I see a, a need for a pro, and I could see recording some stuff on my phone, and I have recorded stuff that's ended up in videos. Um, so I like the idea of the um, I forget what complicated term they call it, but basically image stable image stabilization. So the tracking and and moving um, and it doing some of that correct. I'd like to actually see it in the wild um, because everything works perfectly in a demo. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see it actually working live, but that that is a big feature for camera people and uh, people who shoot video, especially if you're doing stuff on the fly. So um, I love that feature, but it's not enough for me to upgrade and it'll be there when I upgrade. So, or I have faith that it'll be there mm-hmm. when I upgrade. Take it away just before yeah. you upgrade. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so uh, and the island thing doesn't bug me, but I, I, you know, again, it, let's see how it actually works as, as Tasia said with, with, you know, how it's integrated into playback and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so you're going to hold tight. Yeah. You're not going to FOMO in. No. So D- Jerome, like me, you're rocking uh, a bit of a, a classic device uh you said the xr or the sorry the yeah. 10r um yeah so is, is this your year is it and which and if so which of the four iphone models that they presented got has you uh, most interested in terms of like you know value for dollar and what you might be uh heading into well i because i'm eyeing other products like the um the m1 or the m2 machines i i <clears throat> i'm just like okay no not not the time for the iPhone um, upgrade, but I mean, if I was, if uh, doing some work-wise, uh, you know, I needed some of the the, the features of mm-hmm. the 14. I would say that the price up is definitely worth upgrading, considering what you're getting. If you had a phone like ours, uh, and uh, at that point, um, especially with because of the memory, because I didn't go on full on the memory, and I always find there's there's a you know, it's lacking in terms oh, the storage, of the, space, yeah, yeah. the storage mm-hmm. space on the phone. So that that's a good reason to upgrade. But <clears throat> also the, I love the always on display function and the dynamic island functions, because this is something that I've been wanting to see in, on my phone. And so those definitely are attractive. Um, but, you know, it, it you need to, ha- it need to be 
worthwhile in terms of the other features to to spend that money considering the trade-in value will be pretty low if anything on our phones um but i do think the a lot of these features now that they've added do make it worthwhile uh to to spend the money if you mm-hmm. need those features and you're 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 hurting mm-hmm. with your phone like in terms of my space with the phone is the big reason to upgrade actually because everything else is is great i am happy with the phone but mm-hmm. the space issues because i didn't go high enough on the internal space uh is a big one but um you know again like this is this is about like there's not so much new to justify doing it unless you need really need those features for something you want to do in my case it's not it's not the, the situation there that i need those like the telephoto lens or anything so and i wouldn't probably be going at looking at the pro because of that because i'm not shooting high-res video i'm happy with even the xr what i'm getting from it um but then there's the situations <clears throat> with like low light and distant objects that <clears throat> i'm not very happy with mm-hmm. the xr what i see yeah. so then you're like ah, oh, you know it would this would totally look much better with with a 14 or even 13 you know so that's that's what is is like pushing pushing me but i'm not feeling like the the urge to do it you know and i'm you know and i'm and when i see all these upgrades i'm like this is cool this is these are impressive and these are um they're they're definitely improvements enough to justify some of the price but at the same time i'm like you know as a I'm a, I'm a, you know, fully in the, in the ecosystem with Apple for a long time, and been drinking the Kool Aid since my two CI. But you know, I'm I'm kind of like starting to be at the point like the meme where, I'm like, well, Apple, okay, we where, where's where's the new really innovative stuff since we lost Jobs? Like, where where's the uh, the thing that's going to make us blow our mind you know really big time from apple and i'm I'm a bit worried now because we've had so many great upgrades but nothing crazy like new that is is what did we lose that with jobs because he he kind of created a situation when he was there to to push for that kind of innovation and in, 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 in the system because he was he was there he was there mm-hmm. in person in all the departments involved in the company and that's not necessarily the case since he's got, he didn't design the company for him to leave in a way, you know, to, to keep that going. So I'm wondering, like, is he, is, is it, are we going to see the, you know, something like mm-hmm. crazy and cool and, and exciting? And we, there's rumors about the stuff, right? But we haven't seen anything yet. Mm-hmm. But if, if there is a car, okay, that's going to take a crazy amount of work and time to make it work so it's understandable that we need to we need to wait you know but i'm just this is something on my mind watching the the, the event today, mm-hmm. today so i was like thinking about that so, so there's a, a you raise a, a number of you know key points there and there are a couple of things going on one is that just with the, a lot of the low hanging technology fruit has been picked in over the over the last couple of decades so there was a time where Within you know a decade, we we went from like eight bit computers and video game consoles to you know thirty two bit, and it was a huge, huge jump. And we went from very basic graphics to like you know three you know, and then especially if you like a twenty you know twenty year gap, like 
so many, <laughs> so many, so many more advances. And but if you look at the number of like products, well, so Apple, 1976 had the Apple One, 1977 had the Apple Two, 1982 or 83 had the Lisa, which was a flop. In 84 <laughs> they had the Mac, and then they kept iterating on the Mac over and over and over and over again, various you know configurations until the until the iMac was like the next big one in 98 after Jobs returned, and then. They right. kept iterating on different flavors of the Mac. After that, it was you know, iPod 2001, um, the iPhone 2007, and then Apple Watch 2015. So it was eight years between the first iPhone and the Apple Watch. A couple of years, uh, it was around, was it the same year as the Apple Watch? We got the AirPods. So the AirPods, like you know, is is huge business. I think and just yeah. on its own, and it's, in terms of like wearables, it's like the, the the watch within a few years became Apple Watch became the largest selling watch in the world <laughs> like they, yeah, which within, is which is the wearable thing is a big is a big <clears throat> step in terms yeah. of the technology so it makes yeah. sense and so people now are waiting for like there's at least four different things that they've been talking people have been talking about for five years is apple ever going to do a tv are they going to do a car are they going to do vr goggles are they going to do uh, uh so virtual reality goggles or augmented reality <laughs> glasses and you know that they've yeah. been working in the labs on all four of those things and some of them they probably decided against and some of them they probably are still working on the project titan the apple car project has been people have been talking about it yeah for for five years or so gene munster who's an analyst has been talking about he wants an apple an actual apple television set so badly as well but it's never come fruition because it's a low margin business and And cars if you read about the glasses what yeah what they're saying about the glasses if those are being developed with the Mm -hmm. the features that they're talking about it's it's going to totally disrupt the industry yeah. i mean so it is and worth lots of people waiting. are working on that kind of google facebook like or sorry yeah. meta and it failed like google hard. failed with that yeah yeah but they're still I mean, google's still going you know, plugging away on that and they the google glass they kind of repurposed for like commercial and industrial use as well so that's still happening but it's like a different feature set than when people are talking about with the augmented reality so i think tbd like there's there's yeah. there's, there's more to come and you know these sometimes the incremental upgrades can get Frustrating as you know, as, as Tasia has mentioned, in terms of trying to recommend and and whatnot. So year over year, yeah. But every couple of years, two years, three years, like the longer you wait, the more mind blowing some of these things are. So yeah, and some of the little upgrades yeah. are like hinting at, well, what mm-hmm. could they do with having this functionality in a device, okay. right? So it is uh, that announcement did today did make me think, ooh, well, this is now that this is available, there's they could you know, anything That's possible nice. with where it could go, right? So that is cool. So we're just going to do a quick round robin before we uh, wrap up here. So just for, to recap today, we had the uh, AirPods Pro 2. We have the Apple Watch Series, sorry, the Apple Watch SE, the Apple Watch Series 8, the Apple Watch Ultra. We had the iPhone 14, the Apple, or the, sorry, the iPhone 14 plus the iPhone 14 Pro and the iPhone 14 Pro Max. You can have one. It doesn't matter how much it costs, but the one thing that's going to fit best into your life right now, someone's, Santa's going to give it to you. Tasia, what do you choose? Apple Watch Series 8. <laughs> Boom. Nice. Will? Apple Watch Series 8. Okay. Jerome? Interestingly... Also, Apple Watch Series. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah. And I got to say, I'm going to choose the thing that I'm actually going to buy on Friday. Upgrade this poor boy, which 
for nice. for the battery life and for the extra storage is one thing, but RAM. And if you buy the higher storage tiers, you generally sometimes they don't they don't advertise it, but you often get more RAM as well. Like in some of the previous models, you got six gigs of RAM instead of four gigs of RAM, and that can uh, help you store more apps in current memory before they get flushed out by the by the OS. So. Sometimes if I have two, if I'm flipping between two or three apps, I'm constantly, the apps are refreshing. It's like, because they don't page to disk like uh, like Mac OS or, yeah. or Windows does, right? So for me, it's like after five years, more RAM, more storage is nice, although I, you know, I'm not yeah. super hard on the storage and better battery life. I've already had the battery replaced once on this, but I use my phone all day, every day, listening to podcasts at three and a half X, basically. So Ooh. that can drain the batteries and with the Bluetooth radio going as, as well. So for me, it's going to be the iPhone 14 Pro. Not the Max. I'm not, the, I'm not in Will's big boy club, just the regular Pro. <laughs> my pocket's yeah, unbigging. I'm listening to the AirPods Pro is my very close second. Very close I mean, number two. That's a toss-up gotcha. because, yeah, definitely could use those. Gotcha. Like that. And believe it or not, there is other non, just one other non-Apple news uh, thing today. And this was strategically timed just to try to, uh, you know, coast on the Apple event news. Google announced that the Pixel 7 and Pixel Watch event is scheduled for October 6th. So by no coincidence, they just happened to tell people that that was today. So Tasia, you got to promise me when you get Well, they came out with that news like yesterday. Uh, And they have their event. Yeah. Yeah. And they have their event every year. Yes. The, The... the pros come out generally in yes. October every year. And they've been leaking details like for months. That's the Google's new strategy just to kind of... But Tasia, you, I mean, you're not upgrading to the 14. So this is... Remember <laughs> last year, you were guilty of this. You were mm-hmm. comparing the Pixel 6 to the iPhone 11 Pro. I know. The thir- not the 13 Pro. It's like, come I on. Know. So you got to get in with Apple PR and get... So you can have the current models to compare to. So we got to... I'm going to now subs. compare it to yours. I'm going to make you take screenshots of your 14 Pro. (laughs) We're going to do camera comparisons. Okay. You're going to have to come up here. We'll do it live. So that'd be so fun. So we'll be, of course, we'll be covering the uh, Google Pixel 7 and Pixel Watch event. And we'll be, you know, there's going to be lots to talk about. Probably not quite as much as we had to talk about today. But uh, so let's let's bring this home, shall we, with our usual usual, uh, categories. We've got some picks of the week. And I'm just going to uh, pull them. Is there anything else we need to talk about? No. Oh, yeah. This other little quick uh, bit of news. Um, Apple Fitness Plus, for those who subscribe, uh, as of October, you won't need an, uh, an Apple Watch anymore to enjoy some of the benefits of Fitness Plus because they're going to use some of the tracking features in the iPhones. And uh, yeah, for those who care. Anyway, moving on. Next of the week. Oh, sorry. And one other thing that we'll put in the show notes, how the iPhone 14 compares to the best Android phones of 2022. So speaking of Google, um, you know, they've got that whole Android ecosystem and lots of manufacturers, especially Samsung. So this article from The Verge compares the iPhone 14 and the 14 Pro to the OnePlus 10T, kind of hard to find in Canada, Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra and the Google Google Pixel 6 Pro. So you can do some comparison there. And uh, if you're on the fence about uh, which phone to get, whether it's one of Apple's offerings or uh, something in the Android ecosystem. Okay, that's it. Picks of the week. Isha, what do you got for us? Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm very guilty of, I had never watched New Girl when it was like on TV from like, Mm. I don't know, 2011 to 2018, I think. And um, I, 
um, started binging it on Netflix, and I think I watched all seven seasons in about five days. So strong recommendation. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and um, it's so funny. Yes, it's it's a really good show. There's like starring really only really only like half of a season that I didn't mm-hmm. care for, but I won't get into it. It stars like Zoe Deschanel. She plays Jess, and she's fabulous in it. And there's a lot of other good. Everybody's really really good in the I show. Oh, big time. Like, she was so good. But yeah, so it's um, a very good show. And then, as an accompaniment to that, I found that three of them, three of the actors from the show, have a podcast that they started. I think it started earlier this year. And they dissect, like, the behind the scenes and stuff of, like, different episodes. And sometimes they'll have their, like, co-stars on or, you know, a director, producer. But they'll basically like pick an episode and they'll go behind the scenes and tell stories about, you know, cool stuff that happened behind the scenes. And it's called welcome to our show. And I'm, I just got into it today. I just started listening to the first episode and it's kind of fun. So I thought that's a nice little companion piece. Cause I was like having withdrawal, having had binged it all. in five days. <laughs> can, I, can I just add, um, I didn't watch it from the beginning. Uh, when I met my wife, I, I started watching, the show uh, a new girl with her i enjoy it it's really good if, if at all you think the fact that it says new and girl and focuses on a, a woman's life and you're still crow magnon and you think it's not for you it's just funny if you enjoy comedy it's a good show it doesn't matter anything else does it have a laugh track <laughs> no no so. no no, it's not okay. a live studio audience. We'll consider so. it. And sometimes, <laughs> I don't know about you, Tasha, you're like, is that funny? It's funny to me. I think that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of yes. dark. I guess that's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> humor is there's nice. a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Speaking of, is that funny? Will, your pick of the week it took a little while to get going because we saw it together last night. Oh, but- boy. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I really enjoyed it in the end. Um, I think Tristan and I actually, uh, he's, uh, he, he was, he was indulging me with the late night hangout because, uh, you know, long story, just, uh, uh, it's good to hang You're out with some week. friends these days yeah. and I'm off this week and not doing anything else. So I wanted to try to do some fun stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it in the end. And, but and, and what was it? And what was the movie we saw? Bull, Bullet Train starring, um, Bad Bunny. No. He has a small, almost non-speaking role. Um, and, uh, no, it's, uh, Brad Pitt. And, um, I, I can't I, believe I, you saw this. It, Have you it, seen it, Asia? I've seen the trailers. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, uh, it's not going to win an Oscar. Um, yeah. If you, like, too. if you like to see bad people doing bad things, then uh, this is the movie for you. It's a little bit of a Quentin Tarantino clone, especially it felt a little derivative in the first, what, half an hour, 45 yeah, yeah. minutes. It took a little while um, to get going. It took like, a while oh, to really? get going, but, but it's enjoyable at the end. Uh, don't think too hard. Um, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a bit of a ride. Well, well shot. I liked it visually as well. Um, so yeah, I, I have a, a, a lot to recommend about it, but don't expect much to Tasia's, uh, to allude to her groans. I, I feel you. I went, 
to my wife when I got home and she said, how was it? And I said, you'd hate it. Um, so <laughs> and she said, I'm glad you went with Tristan then. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn. Popcorn See, you, you say that, but I think my wife, Stephanie, actually would have enjoyed it because she likes action and she likes comedy. And sometimes it's hard to find good movies that are either because i mean there's so much crappy comedy and there's so much crappy action and to find something that does both together i mean we've had these like paint by numbers netflix features that seem to come out every couple of months yeah. whether it's you know like i just finally we'll maybe talk about it another time but i finally saw the gray man there was red uh was it red notice there was like adam project previously there's six underground and they're like, okay, but they feel like they were created, written yeah. by an algorithm a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, whereas something like this is like, okay, this is a, this, oh, the other one was Spiderhead as well, too, with uh, Chris Hemsworth. And it's like, so it's nice to see something that was made for the theater in the theater that takes, you know, advantage of the big screen and the big sound. And you might want to, Tristan, you might want to yeah. watch with her Nicolas Cage, Unbearable Burden of Massive Talent. I would so like to good. see that. We have not seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's hilarious. I'm just down. Hilarious. Yeah, we just haven't gotten to it. Me too. It made yeah, me watch yeah. all these old Nicolas Cage movies because you know he's got like scores of them that I haven't oh, yeah. seen after that. I still like this. Pig is supposed to be pretty good. And that came out a couple of years ago and I still haven't gotten what? around to seeing that either. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a pig. All right. Oh yeah, Pig. Yeah, it's about uh, a chef and his pig that gets kidnapped. So Jerome, you're uh, you're a bit more in the in the high tech sci fi uh, universe for your pick this week. And why don't you tell us what it is? Yeah, I briefly uh, will mention. Um, I've been into Westworld four. We're really looking forward to this series because Westworld three like made me really think and made me like just be like, wow, what if the machines wasn't like a Terminator thing, but they outsmarted us by preying on our psychological weaknesses? Like it's such an interesting. A way I and in what I did before I watched season four, I watched which is actually the prequel to Westworld. It's not Westworld; it's Future World, mm -hmm. which is a sequel to Westworld. And mm -hmm. that's where they get into starting to replace politicians with machines. That was the concept behind that film. Oh, so it's a documentary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so watch the old Future World before you watch Westworld seasons uh, at all, and you're going to get a nice prequel. Um, which is better than Westworld. So, and and I didn't know there was a Westworld sequel, but there is. So yep. from the '70s, so it was very, it was very Yul, interesting. Yeah, Yul, is um, Yul Brenner in Future World as well, or just Westworld, the original Westworld? No, just uh, Westworld. The different okay. different um, cast in Future, in Future World, World is quite World. different okay. film in general, actually. Um, so check it out if you're curious about that concept. Um, I found it by accident that there was a sequel. It's so funny. Just now, like so many years later, um, I want to close second to the film Nope, which is, it, it it's it's funny because the title is like, well, what the hell is the title, right? But, you know, it's so hilarious in a black comedy way when somebody who doesn't want to accept the idea of that maybe there's, you know, alien life um, realizes that there's probably alien life and it becomes like pretty clear that they have to accept this and they're like nope you know and it's just so funny that, that that like that concept it works so well in the movie we're like nope they, they just they don't want to accept the reality that aliens are here <laughs> it's such hilarious i don't know why it's just such a simple thing and yet it works for me 
Yeah, I can't. It was, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. We talked about Nope a little bit. I think was it my pick of the week? But uh, I, yeah, I'm a little uh, I'm a little behind on it. But oh yeah, you, you should be watching Momentous live, actually live. <laughs> no, that's yeah, a, a, definitely a second that. But we don't get second choices here. We only no. get one pick of the week each. So maybe because it's greedy. been over a year since you've been on. Yeah, greedy. <laughs> I just I just thought of it, and I thought I should encourage people to dive in and, and watch that if you oh, okay. we'll like allow black it. comedy and sci-fi yeah. yes we'll, we'll allow it this time uh very quickly <laughs> my pick of the week is actually something i watched a few weeks ago but uh, we've been seeing so many uh, other things and that is the uh the green knight which uh, came out about, uh, almost a year and a half about a year ago i guess it was last summer and um, yeah. it was in the in the theaters for a little bit and went to streaming reasonably quickly it stars dev patel and it's in our, an Arthurian tale. So, you know, the Knights of the Round Table. And yeah, it's it's wild. It's, um, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously a lot of, you know, fantasy in there. Kind of horrorish, but not really. Like Stephanie watched it with me too. And uh, I think she probably fell asleep because it's a, it's a little bit cerebral, but it's just beautiful to watch. And uh, if you're a fan of medieval tales or Arthurian legends, um, yeah, it's, and beautiful cinematography it's worth checking out it's on it's from a24 the uh, movie studio which has some fantastic and often very weird movies so that is the green knight and that is i think i saw that on crave maybe here in canada and uh last weekend cineplex in in the uh across canada had three dollar movies so we saw two movies uh and one of them I can't do as a pick of the week because Tasia already saw it. It was Elvis. It was on your recommendation, Tasia. So these pick of the weeks actually mean something. Quite enjoyed Elvis, directed by Baz Luhrmann. And we saw, so I saw good. Top Gun again because uh, Stephanie hadn't seen it. So we, we saw Darn. the late show, the late show of Top Gun. And it was yeah. full. It was the late show. It was wow. 9.40 and it was 100% sold out. Wow. And it was just as good the second time. Nice. So, yeah. All right. So now we got our quick little projects and we'll wrap it up. Who's first? Let's start with Jerome. I just want to briefly want to mention this. this. A film I talked about last time I was on has now been released in overseas in over 60 countries and has been getting very good reviews, um, excitingly, from the New York Times each and even, which is very elusive for an independent film. They picked it as their top five sci-fi of the year of the and season. And it's called? <clears throat> Guidance. Thank you for, for the audio listeners. Here we go. So uh, it's, it look, explores the idea of what happens if you swallow an app, uh, a, a, a pill with nanobots that could make your body into a quantum computer. And the first app is called Guidance that can tell, help you tell if somebody's lying. And you go on a romantic getaway in the weekend with your girlfriend. You decide to, to test this out and be one of the first to try it. What happens? <laughs> and so remind us what your involvement was on this uh, project. I was a supervising sound editor, which oversees all the aspects of sound, the the Foley, which is the movement, you know, little sound effects and the sound design and the, the music uh, composer. I didn't compose the music myself for this one, but I did contract and recommend and work with the composer and, and the audio mixing, the surround mixing. And uh, all those little details, like recording the actors' lines that needed to be re-recorded in the studio, ADR. that kind of thing. So, yeah, ADR. <clears throat> so uh, it's doing very well, very high, eighty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes as well, which is also elusive for these kind of film, but very highly um, regarded and 
received. So um, you can check it out on most streaming platforms now. Guidance. Uh, overseas. Well, like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we can see it here in North America somewhere? Yeah. All right, we'll uh, to... Apple TV, Amazon. Check it nice. out. Nice. We will look it up. Thanks, Jerome. That's <laughs> guidance. Uh, yeah. Will, you've got some more beats for us this week. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, this is called Scratch Genesis Boss Level Beats 3. Cool. Uh, I've had <laughs> I have a couple previous ones of this genre. Um, this is uh, a bunch. I got a bunch of the best loopers in the world. Uh, Zakel, T-Cut, uh, Dragon, uh, Geo Mist, and a whole bunch of others that uh, artwork um, that I can't mention because there's like 25 of them. Um, but just a, a totally fun project and i added a theme i've never done a theme before so this was try to do video game um type beats um i found this a bit of an interesting thing because i just said don't do mario and don't do sonic otherwise fill your boots try to do sega games because of the scratch genesis thing and um uh, the interesting sort of poll uh is that three people did um metroid and two people mm-hmm. did Mega Man, so those are the most popular video games of all time um, <laughs> classics yeah. yeah classics so metroid and Mega Man, people seem to flock to those uh when sonic and and uh and uh mario were taken off the table but yeah in all seriousness so video games like um uh street fighter mortal kombat but also things like columns and Tetris, um, nice. uh, Crash Bandicoot, um, uh, <laughs> and also um, uh, I, I think Candy Crush makes a bit of an appearance as well. Um, so yeah, just a little bit all over the table. Definitely focuses more on Sega type beats. Um, and it was interesting to see people's approach. Some people actually, you know, sampled the melodies. Some people just took sound effects of of you know. 8-bit sounds of people getting punched in the face and put those as kicks and <laughs> snares and stuff like that. So, um, you know, all fair game. I didn't give people a lot of ground rules, and I think it was uh, fun for all of us to to have a theme and, and to stretch ourselves creatively. So I really enjoyed this project, and it seems to be getting pretty good uh, reaction. And I think maybe next week I'll talk a little bit about some of the things uh, behind the graphic because... Um, There's a story. There's a story mm. behind the graphic. So all right, nice. Okay, and then you get to plug it again. Then why not? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Tasia, as always, we save the best for last. You've got another video for us this week, like clockwork. What's it? I don't know how it keeps happening. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, this one was. I know. I just kind of rounded up some fun Mac tips that I thought would be helpful for people. I do that from time to time, but it had been a long time since I had done really like a Mac focused video. So, you know, I thought let's branch out again. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tease, can you tease one just as a little uh, taster to get people in to watch the rest? Um, sure. You could do like a picture in picture. So like if sometimes I do this, like if I want to either procrastinate or if I need to review like a, something and if you um use the safari browser when you're in youtube like you can pop it out and just move the little player resize the player and like then i can keep like typing in my doc but is that only in safari? i thought i thought all the browsers could do that now 
Uh, it's in Safari, but there is with one of the, what's it, Google or Chrome updates, you can do something similar, like with a video player in it. But I feel like that was like a Chrome plugin that I had that did that, where I could That's like pop out video. Only Safari, Chrome, the Google browser can't actually do that, but Safari can. But it's it's a both super cool and annoying feature at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like handy, but also like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> distracting well it's, it sounds like a great way to enjoy your favorite weekly tech and other nonsense live stream from three or yeah. four super cool dorks that there you go go, go on for far too long <laughs> on oh, given man. weeks but that's okay because today like was a special talk. event and we had a special guest so yes. uh thank you jerome for joining us all the way from beijing and for finding a connection that was reasonably solid and sounded great and we didn't have too many awkward pauses or anything so yes thumbs up on the tech front thanks for having but, me again it was great to be here awesome and will as always tasia as always we hope you and everyone else out there we hope your week is truly momentous